based on the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who was the founder of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, called the victim mentality. We all go through things in life that are unfair, people do us wrong, company let us go, we came down with an illness. It's easy when things go not exactly our way to come down with a victim's mentality, thinking, I always get the short end of the stick, I'm at a disadvantage, I don't have what it takes, I can't do anything great, I'm just average, just ordinary. Look at how I was raised after all. Oh, I can't love again. That last person that hurt us, I can't live happy. I've been through too much. Our message today is as long as you accept that you're a victim, you're gonna get stuck right where you are in life. You may have been through unfair situations. Join the club. Don't use it as an excuse to feel sorry for yourself, have a pity party, and go dragging around to give up on life, put your dreams on a shelf. We are the persons today that we are because of the decisions that we've made. But can I tell you also that we're the persons that we are today because of the decisions that we have not made? Not to decide is to decide to be a victim, to be a victim of circumstances, a victim of others, a victim of paralysis, because if you don't decide, someone or some other set of circumstances is gonna decide for you. Many of us don't see how our apathy is rooted in this victim's mentality. We just see our excuses. I would develop my gifts more abundantly, but my friends and family don't support me. I would pursue a healthier job, but I just need the money and the security of my present one. I would grow in my relationship with my spouse, but she just doesn't seem to be interested. I would devote myself more fully to spiritual growth, but I can't find the time. Can't give up late night television and get up early in the morning. I would realize my potential, but nobody will help me. How many of us, or do you know anybody, who's master of the when-then game? Anybody know what that is? When I find the time, then I'll figure out what to do with my life. <laughs> when I feel confident, then I'll try using my gifts. When my boss is more supportive, then I'll perform better on the job. When my spouse is more loving, then I'll work harder on our marriage. But the truth is, if you're not actively pursuing the type of person that you want to be, then you're pursuing by default the type of person that you don't want to be. Why? Because not to decide is to decide. What do you enjoy going more than anything else in the world? What your greatest passion? What are your God-given abilities? And then ask yourself, doesn't it excite you to be doing those in the service of the Almighty Lord who created us? I don't know about you, but that pushes my buttons. Howard Thurman said it this way, ask yourself what makes you come alive. Then go do it. Because what the world needs is more people who are alive. You ever heard that one? He died at 35, but they buried him at 76. Don't be that person. 
when we go through loss, things we don't understand, that victim mentality would always come knocking at the door and we have to make a choice. Are we going to be bitter, discouraged, thinking we're a victim of our circumstances, a victim of that loss, a victim of that unfair loss, a victim of COVID? Or are we going to believe that Krishna, God, is in control? He's ordering our steps, that his plans for us are for good. Instead of having a victim mentality, I suggest we switch over to a victor mentality. Why? Because that bad break is not how your story ends. The loss, the sickness, the injustice, it doesn't have to limit the whole rest of your life. We know that if we take the high road, we keep being good to people, even when people aren't being good to us, Krishna will, God, will pay us back double for whatever it was that we lost. So that unfair thing that happened is an opportunity to get back double because you know that although the situation may not have been just, God is just and he's going to pay you back. He's going to make it up to you. He saw what happens. He knows who hurt you, what you lost, what you're struggling with, what kept you up late at night worrying. And he's not just only going to bring you back. He's going to bring you back with interest, with dividends. It's going to make it better than it would have been had not that bad circumstance happened. So here's what I suggest. Get rid of the victim mentality so that you can step into the fullness of your destiny. Quit dwelling on who hurt you, what you lost. Why? Because you're not a victim. If you get in touch with the Lord, the Lord will always ensure that those who keep in first place will triumph. Sure, that bad break wasn't fair. You didn't like it. But what you can't see is that that bad break qualified you for double. That boss overlooked you. You didn't get the credit. You could feel like a victim. But no, our suggestion is get excited. Get ready because God's going to make it up to you. That set you up for promotion, favor that you wouldn't have seen had not that bad circumstance happened. Now, here's the key. Nobody can make you a victim. You have to do that all by yourself. People can do things against you that are unfair. You can go through things you don't like, you don't understand. But none of that can force you to have a victim mentality. In order for that to happen, you have to give permission to become a victim. You have to make that choice. I'm at a disadvantage. I'm going to feel sorry for myself. This bad break destroyed my whole future. Wah, wah, wah. At that point, you can dig down deep and you can say, no, I'm going to draw a line in the sand. I'm going to put my foot down and I refuse to be a victim. I refuse to live bitter, angry, thinking I've been shortchanged. Why? Because I know that Krishna, God, is still on the throne. He didn't bring me this far just to leave me hanging what was meant for my harm. He knows how to turn it to my advantage. And when you're pursuing victory in your life, there'll always be naysayers, there'll always be critics, there'll always be jealous or insecure people desiring to fool your plans, backbiters who will try to intimidate, envious people reminding you of the times you've stumbled. And when you're down in the 
dirt of self-pity. Your con critics continue to shake their fingers at you, say, don't forget, I told you so. You're right where I predicted you would be. At that point, remember, the victim says, I can't. The victor says, I can do all things through Krishna who strengthens me. The victim says, it's not my fault. The victor accepts responsibility for his own actions. The victim says, well, we never did it that way around here before. The victor says, nothing ventured, nothing gained. The victim lives in fear. The victor walks by faith. The victim sees the problems. The victor sees the opportunities. The victim strikes back. The victor takes the high road. The victim harbors resentment. The victor forgives. The victim gives up. The victor presses on. The victim explains why it can't be done. The victor believes it can be done. The victim offers excuses. The victor sets an example. The victim is reactive. The victor is proactive. The victim says, with man, this is impossible. The victor says, with Krishna or God, all things are possible. The victim says, the odds are against us. The victor says, if God before you who dare be against you. Sir Edmund Hillary, he made a bunch of unsuccessful attempts to scale Mount Everest. After all those failures, he finally summited. What happened? He'd learned from his failures. One time he stood at the peak of the mountain's base, shook his fist at it, and he said, I'll beat you yet because you're as big as you're going to get, but I'm still growing. Every time Hillary climbed and failed, something inside of him grew and grew. And there came that special day when all of his growth made a difference and he did not fail. And when all is said and done in your life, will there be more said than done or will there be more done than said? His life is short, you agree with me? The clock's ticking, and Krishna's adventure for you is waiting. We need to affirm ourselves every morning and throughout the day. I refuse to be a victim. I'm not a victim of my brother's jealousy. I'm not a victim of this person who lied about me. I'm not a victim of the coach who belittled me. They did me wrong, but Krishna said that he would make it up to me. They forgot about me, but Krishna remembers me. They tried to push me down, but I know that Krishna will lift me up. Every voice in your head will say, come on, accept it. Don't fight it. You're a victim. God doesn't care about you. He's forgotten about you. Just block those voices out. Don't give them the time of day. God is watching you. He sees you when you shake off the self-pity doing the right thing when it's hard, being good to people who aren't being good to you, giving it your best even when you're not seeing progress. Your time is coming if you've kept God first place. Suddenly, doors are going to open. Suddenly, the right people will come up. Suddenly, you'll see promotion, vindicating. Dreams come to pass bigger than you imagine. Problem is that when you're saying you're a victim, you're saying that what someone did to me has limited my future. Can I tell you, people don't have that kind of power over you. If they did, they would be more powerful than God. People can't stop what God has ordained for your life, what he has purposed 
No one can annul. The only way that the higher purpose for your life can be stopped is if you start living like a victim. Discouraged, self-pitying. You gotta shake that off. We can't understand everything that happens along the way in life. There'll be plenty of temptations to throw in the towel and give it up. These are all tests. Try keeping the right attitude when it's not fair. And when you feel like discouraged, when you're wondering, why did this happen? Just be stubborn. Just refuse to be a victim. Don't replay it over and over in your mind. Don't dwell on it. If you're going to dwell on it, dwell on it with excitement, with positivity, knowing that Krishna or God will use that bad situation to your advantage. He'll use it to catapult you to where you couldn't go on your own. This is all the things that happens when you refuse to be a victim. When you say no thanks to bitterness, no thanks to self-pity, no thanks to living defeat. Krishna will take what was meant for harm and use it for your advantage. But as long as you're playing the role of a victim, you're giving the enemy permission to keep you defeated. This is a story about a lady in Florida. Her name is Ginger Sprouse. True story, business owner in Nassau Bay, Texas. She'd drive by this homeless person every day on her work, and the man, whose name was Victor Hubbard, was pacing up and down the sidewalk. And occasionally he would stop and speak to passers-by. So she became curious one day, pulled her car over, and went up and started talking to Victor. And she discovered, of course, as might be expected, he struggled with mental illness. And he paced back and forth on this particular stretch of road because he was waiting for his mother, who had dropped him off there three years ago. Victor believed that his mother was coming back to get him. For three years, he'd been waiting for her return. Ginger, as we'd just been, was touched by her story, and she began stopping more often to visit Victor. And when the weather turned cold, she and her husband invited him to spend the night occasionally, to have a meal once in a while. She even started a GoFundMe page to raise money for Victor. And soon he had food and clothing and other necessities, but he didn't really have the thing that he wanted the most, which was a home. There was a lot of discussion back and forth. Can we afford it? Do we have room? Is he safe? And so on and so forth. And finally, Ginger and her husband invited Victor to live with him as a member of their family. She said, quote, we just had to make that decision. Is he going to be part of our family or is he not? Do we really mean it when we have his well-being at heart or are we just pretending? And if we really mean it, then we have to act upon that decision and invite him in. Why do I tell you this story? Because Krishna, God, didn't have to have that debate. He didn't have to have that discussion about us. There's never any question of your being part of God's family. Does God really mean it when he created you as his part and parcel, when he put royal blood in your veins, when he shared his DNA with you, when he crowned you with favor? Yes, he really means it. He created you as royalty, sons and daughters of the most high God. He created you, think about it for a moment, eternal. Eternal. That means you... Not the body, but the eternal spiritual entity within the body 
cannot be burned by fire. You cannot be cut by a weapon. You cannot be drowned by water. You cannot be withered by the wind. You are eternal, indestructible, primeval. You are not slain when the body is slain. And that is God's love. That is God's gift for you, which can never be undone, can never be taken away. Krishna didn't have to make any of these decisions. Is he or isn't he? Is she or isn't she? Should I or shouldn't I? We are eternally parts and parcels of God, members of his family. And he descended on the earth, took the trouble to come here and manifest his pastimes 5,300 years ago to show us who he really is. Who is that father from whom we come? And to offer his protection, his power, his love, and to invite us back to home, back to God. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna's message is that no matter what you've been facing in the past, no matter what's coming against you in the moment, not mountains you have to cross, what giants are coming against you, who's betraying you at the office, no matter what it is, Krishna is telling you tonight that he has victory in store for you. Prabhupada, our spiritual master, says Krishna is giving us protection already, but not as much as he wants to. Because you deny to accept it. Because you put yourself at a distance, you make yourself indifferent, remote. I'll do it my way. If Krishna, if I get in trouble, I'll give you a call. Because you deny to accept his protection. Therefore, he is giving you protection as much as you want. But if you want the full protection of the almighty, supreme personality of Godhead who floated millions and millions of universes in space. This is the condition, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita. Sarva dharma parichaga mami kamsa. Ham tam sarva Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, give up all your manufactured, concocted means of protection and just surrender unto me. Trust me. And I will give you protection. Protection means what? The main thing we need protection from is our own self. Because the choices that we make due to ignorance get us entangled in the negative karmic reactions. We don't know if we'll be honest with ourselves what to do and what not to do. Out of ignorance, we act capriciously, whimsically, without reference to scripture and what God wants and become victimized by the karmic reaction of our own bad decisions. Karma is action and reaction. You sow the seed, you face the deed. Whatever you do comes back to you. The law of cause and effect ensures the balance is perfect. Detecting whatever you do, good and bad, it will resurrect. Death is not the end, it's just a bend. Whatever you've done will circle back again. The body may die, but your karma is standing by. You'll be reborn to live and die. Continue to suffer and cry. As the aroma follows the flowers, heat pursues the fire. Your karma will track you as soon as you leave the funeral pyre. Karma decides how you'll be reborn, comely or scorned, higher humiliated, straight or deformed, healthy or ill, long or short-lived, animal or human, sheltered or adrift. Karma is what makes the world go round for those going over and round, up and down, bound by their deeds, drowned by their needs. Is there any purpose for our life on earth? Do we just die and continue to take birth? Is there any escape from the pain coming back again and again? Well... Yeah, because <laughs> you're not the flesh, you're not the mind. Eternal spirit designed in the image of Almighty Divine, assigned to a service sublime. Attracted by unselfish action, serving the Lord with dispassion, 
acting only for his satisfaction, devoted souls achieve extraction from karmic reaction. If you want to burn up your karma, practice the dharma pleasing the Lord, fashioned by his hand, act according to his plan, and never, ever, ever be victimized again. In the 10th chapter, he also says, Tejam Satadam, those who are constantly engaged in my devotionals, cooking for Krishna, cleaning for Krishna, raising a family for Krishna, and when you have spare time, you just pick up your beads and chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. For those who keep him first place, Krishna is never apart from the devotee. He's within your heart, and he gives you guidance, he gives you light, he directs your step on the very, very best path for your life and the life of your family. Yes, there may have been injustice in the past. It's true of all of us, things that were not fair. But this is a new day. The reason that Krishna, from within your heart, directed your steps to hear on this particular Sunday is so that you would hear this message. So that you would be the one to break the cycle. The one to say, I am not a victim. I am a victor. I am going to set a new standard. I'm going to believe for better things. I'm going to live whole, excited, positive, expecting favor. See what's happening here? Victory starts in your thinking. You don't have to do so many things. You just have to start thinking of yourself in a different way. As long as you feel that you're a victim, it's going to limit your destiny. You won't pray bold prayers. You won't believe for your dreams. You won't expect Krishna's favor. Well, our message is, we're not slaves. We're not victims. We're not limited. We're not at a disadvantage. Who are we then? We are children of the Most High God. No more for us, forever the victim. No more, please. I always get bad breaks, just my luck. No more. My family's always struggled. It's just who we are. Today, Krishna is doing potentially a new thing. Now, we have to do our part. It's simple, it's not difficult, it doesn't cost anything, it's calorie free. Just see yourself differently. Have a new perspective. You're not a victim of your past, a victim of what went before you, a victim of what didn't work out. You're a, can you say it with me? Victor. Victor, Victor, yeah, I'm a Victor. <laughs> and that's all you have to do. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare. Just do it, do the experiment and see if I'm not telling you the truth. Krishna's gonna release freedom, wholeness, abundance, favor like you've never seen. He's raised you up for just time like this to make a difference, to take your family to a new level. One last story. I think it will bring everything I've said into place. I heard about this father. He was an alcoholic. He had small twin boys. Growing up, he would get drunk, mistreat them, angry, mean, say things that were hurtful, curse them out, demean them. It was verbally and physically abusive. These boys grew up into young men, and understandably, they left home at the first opportunity. One son became an alcoholic, drank, partied, never did anything productive. Someone asked him, well, why do you drink so much? He said, my father was an alcoholic. That's all I've seen. That's all I've ever had modeled. I had a terrible childhood. What do you expect? 
The other son became very successful, <laughs> running a large company, talented, disciplined, married, great kids, respectful. His colleagues noticed that he never touched alcohol. So one day they asked him why he didn't drink. He said, because my father was an alcoholic. What do you expect? They both went through the same experience. But one got stuck being a victim. And the other son used the same circumstances growing up to inspire him to be a victor. The question we have for all of you tonight is, which son are you? And we all go through things that are unfair. The question is, are you going to continue being a victim or are you going to refuse to be a victim? Because I'll tell you, you can't be a victim and reach the fullness of your destiny. The enemy, Maya, whose job it is to keep us rotating in this world of birth, death, disease, and age, she would like nothing better than to convince you to be the forever victim. Always come up with some reason not to come up higher, not to step forward. I wasn't raised right. My cousin hurt me. I came down with this illness. I lost a loved one. And I'm not making light of any of that. I know these things aren't easy. But you can't move forward if you're playing over and over and over and over in your mind and dwelling of it. It was painful, but to stop being in a victim, you've got to turn it over to Krishna. Turn over the confusion, turn over the pain, turn over the heartache. Learn having unburdened yourself with all that to live from a place of wholesome freedom and victory. All this, as I said, starts in your thinking. People may have done you wrong, but Krishna will make it up to you. I'm leaving it up to him. Sure, I wasn't raised in a healthy environment, but that's in the past. It doesn't have to stop my destiny. Dealing with this illness, lost a family member, my company let me go. All difficult, not arguing that, but you don't have to get bitter. You don't have to then go around with a chip on your shoulder because you know that Krishna is going to cause all things to work for your good. It's not healthy to go around thinking you're a victim. Negative things are always happening. We're in a negative world, but you don't have to let those things become who you are. Don't be known as the person who went through divorce. Don't be known as the person who lost their loved one. Don't be known as the man who lost his job. That's what keeps us in this material world stuck, not moving forward. And we all have these opportunities to be a forever victim. We can't get past it. It's too dramatic. They hurt me too badly. That disappointment was too painful. That loss is too much. Those losses of unfairness, of self-pity, they have soured your life. Tonight, we have an opportunity to follow in the footsteps of the heroes of faith and refuse to be a victim. Refuse to let this limit my passion, to cause me to retreat and give up on my dreams. We always know that Krishna is going to pay us back for the wrongs. He knows how to bring beauty from the ashes to repay you double for the unfair things. Now, the only thing that's left to do is to make your choice. To make your choice. Not conditional choice. Not 
If the herds come, if I have the bad breaks, no, we know from experience that these things are going to happen. The choice that we have to make is not choosing whether to have bad or unfair things happen, but to choose whether we're going to live bitter or in self-pity because of them. Or are we going to learn to say, that wasn't fair, Krishna, but hey, I know you're still on the throne. I know you're going to pay me back. They did me wrong, but I know you're my vindicator. I'm going to trust you and move forward with my life. A new attitude, see yourself in a different way. Just get ready to enter your promised land. A new day, no more, forever the victim. A different approach, forever the victor. We're going to break that cycle. Now think about it. Who will you be and where will you be in five years from now if you stop playing the role of the victim? You refuse to be the victim anymore. It may not happen easily. Your feelings will scream out and demand that you be sorry for yourself. But that's when you have to be bold and you have to refuse. Refuse to play the wrong over and over again in your mind. Why? Because that's not who you are. Every unfair thing that's happened to you in the past has only set you up potentially for double. Krishna saw it. He's ready to pay you back. Now, do your part. Start thinking of yourself in the right way. Play your right role, the role of the victor. If you do this, I believe that everything that was meant for your harm, Krishna is going to turn it to your advantage. Like the heroes of faith, you're going to go into your promised land. Promotion is coming. Healing, vindication, joy, freedom, abundance, the fullness of your destiny in this life and next life, you'll go back to home, back to God. If any of that sounds good to you, raise your arms in the air with me, just like Lord Chaitanya did 500 years ago, claim victory. And say it together, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare.